0: Welcome to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. The podcast. This is not Theo.
1: This is not Juliet. With not a real microphone and a laptop that is on its last legs in terms of battery juice.
0: So Theo, Theo went out of town and forgot to bring his charger with him, which happens to everyone. It happens to me all the time. It's a (laughs) Thanksgiving
1: tragedy.
0: So we're going to have to rush and record this episode before his battery runs out of power. And he's on like 78% now. So drama, everyone. Um, So what's shaking bacon with you? We'll we'll do a quick bacon.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be a real quick bacon. So I um, did the Great American Go Visit Your Friends and Family Out of State trip for Thanksgiving. And I'm visiting my friend Terry. Um, out in Palm Springs and we're going to be cooking uh, dinner on Thursday, which of course Yay. is Thanksgiving day. And I'm uh, very excited about that. And, uh, favorite holiday ready to go. And I know a lot of our listeners and a lot of people, um, spend some time in the car driving to their families.
0: Yeah.
1: Gearing up emotionally preparing for the dinner table
0: conversations <laughs> that will be had. Yeah. It
1: can be stressful, but, um, You know,
0: but you don't have to worry about that this year because you're with your friends and you're gonna have a great time.
1: I always have a great Thanksgiving. There, there are never stress. The one time I had a stressful Thanksgiving dinner conversation was when my sister came to Thanksgiving Uh at my house a couple of years ago Uh and um, discussed some family laundry at the dinner table, and it was. wildly uncomfortable for me because I was the dirty shirt that was being aired. Oh my out. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It was real fun. So um, that's the last time I'll be having Thanksgiving. with. No, totally kidding. That's not <laughs> but anyway, what about you? You're doing your Thanksgiving today. I I'm giving am away doing your my bacon. Thanksgiving
0: today because we're going to Death Valley next week. So uh, we're going to be hanging out at a hotel. and not doing Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. I made a pie yesterday, which was a huge flop uh i made a shoe fly pie which is based on molasses and the molasses sort of boiled over and spilled onto the floor of i my, have
1: to say i thought it was a lie when you said you were making a shoe fly pie totally a shoe I was fly like, pie. fuck you what
0: it's kind of pie amish, are you making it's an amish treat um and it's very good actually if you make it properly but the one i made burnt and tastes terrible and my Oven is a mess, and my entire house smells like burnt molasses. So terrible, 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 um, and that's really all the all the bacon we need to get into today. I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Our famous segue, speaking of terrible, let's talk about... Speaking of (laughs) terrible.
0: So yeah, KFC has apologized for sending a mobile app alert telling German customers to, quote, treat yourself on Kristallnacht. So if you remember or don't remember, the term Kristallnacht, uh, or the night of broken glass, refers to the pogroms against Jewish people in Germany and Austria carried out by Nazis on November 9th, 1938. Some consider that to be the beginning of the Holocaust. Um, The name comes from the shards of broken glass that littered the streets after the windows of Jewish-owned stores, buildings, and synagogues were smashed. The pretext for the attacks was the assassination of a German diplomat, Ernst von Roth, by Herschel Greenspan, who was a 17-year-old German-born Polish Jew living in Paris. Uh, When the French police arrested Greenspan, he said, "'Being a Jew is not a crime. I am not a dog. I have a right to live, and the Jewish people have a right to exist on Earth. Wherever I have been, I have been chased like an animal.'" So after the assassination, the racism that had been building towards Jewish people basically exploded. Jewish homes, hospitals, and schools were ransacked as attackers demolished buildings with sledgehammers. Rioters destroyed 267 synagogues throughout Germany, Austria, and the Sudetenland. Over 7,000 Jewish businesses were damaged or destroyed, and 30,000 Jewish men were arrested and eventually incarcerated in concentration camps. The Times of London observed on the 11th of November of that year, 1938, no foreign propagandist bent upon blackening Germany before the world could outdo the tale of burnings and beatings, of blackguardly assaults on defenseless and innocent people, which disgraced that country yesterday. The following day, Goebbels announced, we shed not a tear for the Jews. He went on to comment on the destruction of synagogues, saying, they stood in the way long enough. We can use the space made free more usefully than as Jewish fortresses. So Kristallnacht provided the Nazi government with an opportunity to totally remove Jews from German public life. It was the culminating event in a series of anti-Semitic policies set in place since Hitler took power in 1933. Within a week, the Nazis had circulated a letter declaring that Jewish businesses could not be reopened unless they were to be managed by non-Jews. On November 15th, Jewish children were banned from attending school, and shortly afterwards, the Nazis issued the decree on eliminating the Jews from German economic life, which prohibited Jews from selling goods or services anywhere, from engaging in craft work, from serving as the managers of any firms, and from being members of cooperatives. In addition, the Nazis determined that the Jews should be liable for the damages caused during Kristallnacht. The decree on the penalty payment by Jews who are German subjects also imposed a one billion mark fine on the Jewish community, supposedly an indemnity for the death of Von Rath. As Robert Kempner observed, Jews were deprived of their occupations, robbed of their property, forbidden to inherit or bequeath, forbidden to sit on park benches or keep canaries, forbidden to use public transportation, forbidden to Um, Whoops, forbidden to frequent restaurants, concerts, theaters, and movie houses. They were subject to specific racial laws, stripped of all their civil rights, denied freedom of movement. Their human rights and human dignity were trampled in the dust until they were deported to concentration camps and consigned to the gas chambers. So, with all that as context, on the anniversary of Kristallnacht on November 9th this year, the Yum! Brands chain, which owns KFC, sent out a notification to users of its mobile app with the title, Anniversary of the Reich's Pogrom Night, saying, It's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken. Now at KFC's.
1: You know, they just missed one little bit there where they could have said something like, It's crystal clear. Our chicken's the best. <laughs> You're welcome, KFC. You may have that.
0: This was terrible. I, I, they said, so we can talk about the apology unless you have some color to add.
1: Uh, well, so you went exactly down the same road I went down, which is probably uh-huh. the first time in the show that's maybe second, that that's ever happened. Um, because for me, there were two avenues, right? Yep. It was sort of like, what is this thing about bots managing marketing content? How many businesses use them? And it just sort of felt like not that interesting, Mm-hmm. and also probably really big and really deep. And so I figured, look at Nazi Germany, because that's pretty easy, yeah. right? Of course, right? Um, and so it was, what is it about Kristallnacht that, why is that so bad, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. bad, why is it so bad? And so I wouldn't say more to add, but um, maybe a little bit more to add in terms of like what what led up to uh, to Kristallnacht, which you actually oh, yeah. really covered super well. Um, so this would be sort of more like, how did the Nazis come to power, right?
0: Uh,
1: um, sort of-ish. So here we go. Um, so Nazi Germany had been heading towards Kristallnacht for some time. In 1933, Germany's president, Paul von Hindenburg, and right now I'm just going to call out lazy writing, uh-huh. Right. Because his last name is Hindenburg. Yeah. And if anybody isn't familiar with the tragedy of the Hindenburg with the blimp that caught on, exploded, caught on fire, um, yeah. So, sort of like, really? To be, was he related to the family that built those ships? I don't know. Maybe he was. So, uh, Paul von Hindenburg um, named Hitler's chancellor of germany in an effort to appease the nazi party in the reichstag which is uh, germany's parliament so they had risen to power and had enough seats to be uh influence, much like our maga party today uh-huh. right um hindenburg died in 1934 which then um allowed hitler to become president and chancellor making him the fuhrer or the supreme leader um he ushered in a wave of anti-Jewish laws, which were meant to purify, or quotes around that, the Aryan nation. So in, uh, in 1934, these laws started to come out, called for a boycott of Jewish businesses. In 1935, non-Jewish businesses began to ban Jews as customers. Jews were not allowed to hold civil service jobs, and then on September 15th, 1935, the Nuremberg Laws were passed. Um, These were laws which uh, were meant to air quotes around protect German blood and German honor. Um, And let's see, these laws were meant to show that Jews and Germans were different, that Jews were inferior, and that there was a need to ban the contact between the two races. Laws were created that were meant to ostracize Jews and force them out of public life. And... Jews lost their German citizenship, which meant they lost the rights and protected rights and protections afforded to citizens of Germany. They were excluded from public office, lost the right to vote. Sex and marriage between Jews and non-Jews was uh, criminalized. Mm-hmm. Germans were banned from employing Jewish women under the age of forty-five as maids, wow. because once you're older than forty-five, I guess nobody wants to have sex with you. Um, by 1938, you were required to rep- to approve? No, you were required to prove your ancestry, and only uh, true Aryans could. Um, sorry, you could only claim true Aryan blood if both of your parents and all of your grandparents were Aryan. Hmm. Um, many Jews fled Germany, but the influx of uh, refugees made neighboring countries anxious and so in july of 1938 an international conference was held in avion france um, to discuss the problem of jewish refugees the dominican republic was the only nation in the world to relax its immigration laws to allow more refugees everybody else was sympathetic but unwilling to assist and hungary and poland were um more interested in how to get rid of their own Jewish population. Mm. Um, now, in during this period in 1938, there were individuals, there were organizations, there were philanthropists, there were nonprofit organizations that were trying to help, but there were no national governments outside of the Dominican Republic that offered any assistance. Um, at this point, Germany expelled its Polish Jews and said they had to return back to Poland, and they were allowed to take only one suitcase. most people didn't take food or money; they just packed their belongings and then went to the border, but they weren't allowed into Poland so there was a buildup of refugees at the border between Germany and Poland. people didn't have food they didn't have money, mm. and the surrounding population was really willing to help them so if you were in these refugee camps, you were on your own. Um, and so that's why 17 year old Herschel Grinchman decided that he had to act. Um, his family was trapped at the border. And of course he's the 17 year old that you had, um, open to show with, um, the family was Polish, but had been living in Germany since the early 1900s. Herschel had fled to France in 1936, but his parents remained behind. Um, On November 3rd, he got a postcard from his sister explaining the situation. We're at the camp. It is horrid. um, But, you know, we're trying to get back into Poland. We'll write you once we um, know how things will play out and how you can get a hold of us. Mm -hmm. Um, So Herschel himself was an illegal immigrant. He had crossed um, into France without documentation and had applied for asylum on multiple occasions he was refused by the French government, so um, he had been caught and was told he had to leave the country. Um, he'd been hiding in France for three months, only going out at night, living in a maid's um, closet um, when he got the postcard from his sister. So his own situation was also quite desperate, right? Um and so when he finds out that his family is in a worse situation than he himself is in, he decides that he has to act. So on the morning of November 7th, he writes a postcard uh, in Hebrew to his father, uh, and he places it in his own wallet. Um, the postcard reads, With God's help, I, could, I couldn't do otherwise. My heart bleeds when I think of our tragedy and that of the 12,000 Jews who are trapped at the border. I have to protest in a way that the whole world hears my protest and this I intend to do. I beg your forgiveness. And he put that in his wallet because I'm sure he knew he would not survive his plan, right? Um, So he goes out and he buys a gun and five bullets and he goes to the German embassy in Paris uh, with the intention of assassinating the German ambassador, he walked in and claimed that he had an important document that he had to deliver, and he was directed to the third secretary's office, Ernst von Rott, Um where uh, when he gets into the office, Herschel fires all five bullets two hit the secretary, and initially he survives the attack and mm. is sent to a hospital. Herschel is taken into custody, and he goes willingly. Um, and then at that point, of course, the German government uses this shooting to justify its plan to attack um to turn the public against uh Jewish population. Um and so Crystal Knock was meant to look like a um an uprising, right? Yeah, a popular uprising, Brass, so to speak. Brass, yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, but we know that it wasn't. And we know that it wasn't because there were photographs taken during the night. And for anybody who um knows what a camera looked like in the 1930s. They didn't have Instamatics. You didn't have a snap camera. It was a thing on a tripod. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was an involved process to take a photograph. And some of the photographs look staged. Um, so I'll say, interestingly, um, Herschel wasn't the first Jewish person to assassinate a Nazi leader um, In 1936, a Jewish student named David Frankfurter assassinated the leader of the Nazi party in Switzerland. However, Hitler forbade any retaliation because the Olympics were coming to Germany, and there had been a lot of talk about boycotting the German Olympics, and he didn't want to add any fuel to that fire. By 1939, things had changed significantly, and this was exactly the opportunity that the Nazis needed to rile up the public and turn them against their Jewish neighbors. Um, And so I would say that Kristallnacht could definitely mark the beginning of the Holocaust. There were a series of events that led up to it. Nothing is ever just like a switch gets flipped and it's turned on. But um, that is what led up to Kristallnacht. And then of course we can all imagine um, the horrors of that night. No real reason to, Get into them since
0: this is a Thanksgiving show. Right, right. So um, when uh, the uh, KFC sent out that notification to the users of the mobile app to celebrate the anniversary of um about an hour later, it took an hour uh, for another message to be sent with an apology saying, sorry, we made an error. Due to an error in our system, we sent an incorrect and inappropriate message through our app. We are very sorry. We will check our internal processes immediately so that this does not happen again. Please excuse this error, Team KFC. So not much of an apology, Um, and they actually came out with a later statement, I think a couple days later, which said, on November 9th, an automated push notification was accidentally issued to KFC app users in Germany that contained an obviously unplanned, insensitive, and unacceptable message, and for this we sincerely apologize." We use a semi-automated content creation process linked to calendars that include national observances. In this instance, our internal review process was not properly followed, resulting in a non-approved notification being shared. We have suspended app communications while we examine our current process to ensure such an issue does not occur again. We understand and respect the gravity and history of this day and remain committed to equity, inclusion, and belonging for all. So that's a little better than the initial apology. Yeah. Uh, a little better. Yeah. Uh I went through and, and looked at the apology against our, our criteria for apologies. And uh was there an expression of regret? <laughs> Not really. Um was there an explanation of what went wrong? Kind of. They said that they blamed it on a bot.
1: I'm gonna say there was an over explanation of what went
0: wrong. <laughs> the system
1: artificial the law and the beauty do, yeah. Ties into our calendar of law. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so there, there was an explanation of what went wrong. There was uh, no acknowledgement of responsibility. They tried to blame it on a bot, again. Um, declaration of repentance, yes, they did say they were sorry. They were sincerely sorry. Uh, no offer of repair. They didn't say, we're going to give you all coupons <laughs> for chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's crystal no, clear we fucked up. <laughs> and there was no request for forgiveness. So I would give this apology a 4 out of 10. I don't know how you feel.
1: Um, it's a real meh, right? Like, yeah. ah, yeah. Okay. Not a five. Definitely not a five. Um, yeah. so anyway from a three to a four, but let's okay. give it, I'll follow my recent trend. I'll give it a 3.9. one right. One tenth yeah, of a point below you. That
0: makes it harder for me to average out. So. <laughs> that's why I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so some, somewhere between a 3.9, a 3.95 is our, our average for this. Uh, sure. <laughs> um so yeah not not a great apology not a great event um i i find it hard to believe that nobody looked at this before it got sent out that it was just automatically sent uh so i question their, their uh... I,
1: I do believe that so I, I believe that yes um because um i i worked well sure when not i can say this company's name i worked at travelocity for a long while mm-hmm. And you do build these automated systems Mm -hmm. that eventually you just sort of like you trust and you forget about. And also, it's just marketing. And so, what's the big deal? Right. What I don't accept is that nobody went through the list of um, observances. Holidays. Right.
0: Because.
1: September 11th is observed,
0: right? Right. Sort of, um, think yeah. of,
1: it. Sort of. I mean, it's, it's got a name day, not September yeah. 11th, but Patriot Day. Holiday, right? but yeah. It's not a holiday, but yeah. Not a holiday, but it, but there's probably a calendar. No, maybe there's not. I don't for
0: know. For September
1: 11th. Okay. I guess there's no way to ever know. I couldn't look <laughs> at a calendar and see if September 11th is flagged as Patriot Day. That was a pun. Um, <laughs> But, like, what's another inappropriate observance, day of observance?
0: Thanksgiving? <laughs> Thanksgiving.
1: Well, also inappropriate day of, that's not what I mean to say, but, like, what's another holiday or day of observance that it would be, like, stupid to do something like this on? September 11th is sort of the only one I can think
0: of. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything. off the top in my head.
1: Um, I mean, there's all kinds of, like, observance. Veterans Day, Memorial Day, which was supposed to be somber, are all barbecues and sales. So, yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah, I think we, we get what you're saying. So so somebody should have reviewed this as this holiday and, and um, reviewed this as part of the list of holidays and noted, hey, we shouldn't be sending out marketing emails on Crystal Duck.
1: Yeah, sounds familiar. I wonder why. Why don't I try and Google that? Um, yeah, even if you (laughs) didn't know what it was, yeah. I'm
0: sure they knew what it was. I'm sure they knew what it was. It's pretty bad that they would do that in Germany. Um, so yeah. So do you have an apology expected or a a who's sorry now?
1: Oh, you know, it's only a who's sorry now and you know, it's me. I am sorry for the audio quality. I am sorry Uh I forgot my charger. Um, I am at a good solid 63% of battery. So we have a little time. We've got loads of time. Um, I can't think of other than that. It would be me. So I will say I am sorry for um, to our listeners for having forgotten the charger. It is the tradition of great American Thanksgiving tragedies. This one will <laughs> go down in history, as will your shoe fly pie.
0: My terrible shoe fly pie. But, uh, what yeah, about I, you? You
1: usually have really good, like, apologies expected. I do have expected. an apology
0: expected, and it's, it's not related to our topic today, but um, it's SpaceX, and they're facing charges of unfair labor practices after eight former employees say they were allegedly fired for speaking out against its founder and CEO, Elon Musk. Imagine that.
1: Space Karen?
0: Space Karen. <laughs>
1: That's his new nickname. It's hilarious.
0: Um, Reuters reports that according to employees, they were fired for being part of a group that wrote and sent a letter to SpaceX SpaceX executives this past June. The letter sent to SpaceX executives focused on a series of tweets Musk had made since 2020, many of which were sexually suggestive. The employees claimed Musk's conduct did not align with the company's policies on diversity and workplace misconduct, and they called on SpaceX to publicly condemn Musk's comments. I don't know what they were thinking when they did that. But, um, I mean, did you really expect SpaceX, owned by Musk, to publicly condemn the owner of SpaceX? Uh, but anyway, they wanted to, uh, SpaceX to more clearly define the type of Conduct prohibited by company policy. So these employees have since filed a complaint to the National Labor Relations Board. Um, the complaint, in the aftermath of what allegedly happened inside SpaceX after employees circulated the letter in June, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. I, that sentence didn't go anywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: it went to blah, blah, blah. So. So after terminating the first set of employees, immediately after the letter was sent, SpaceX allegedly interrogated dozens of others over the next two months in private meetings and told them they couldn't disclose those conversations to anyone else due to attorney-client privilege, according to the complaint. So anyway, so the SpaceX people are maybe in trouble, probably not. Um, Musk, probably not in trouble, but uh, we see him doing the same stuff with Twitter now, obviously just firing people randomly and for basically no reason, uh, and certainly for uh, criticizing him, people are getting fired right and left.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a conspiracy theory. Yes. You ready? It's interesting to me that the Saudi Arabian government has invested money through Musk yes. into Twitter, right? Yes. And that Twitter is now just completely a flaming shit show in a huh. trash can rolling down a hill. Because what does that do? There's no other platform that has democratized speech or highlighted um, violations of human rights better than Twitter.
0: Right. So you're saying Saudi Arabia has planned this all along.
1: I don't know that they planned it, but I'm going to say they're probably not crying that, uh, you know, that Twitter is going to disappear. Um, Yeah. yeah. I mean, Musk is a fucking idiot. That's that's a given. Right. Um, And and Great. He invited Donald Trump back to Twitter. He did. Right? Yes, he did. And Donald Trump said, no, thanks. I'm going to stay on Truth Social. We're a platform he did. that succeed. Yeah. yeah. He's
0: not on Twitter? No. Oh, thank God.
1: Well, oh. he's not on Twitter yet. Oh. But I am an attention whore. So I recognize another yeah. attention
0: whore. Yes.
1: And you can't. Stay away you can't from say attention. no
0: to the millions right. of followers that you would you get on Twitter. Right. I believe you. I agree. I think he'll be I back. Think,
1: I think he'll be back. He'll see it at whatever. He'll justify it as like a marketing opportunity to promote his own stupid um chamber of horrors. Well, that too. Right. right? But yeah, gross. Um, I, I can't even. I can't go back to um, fucking the Trump years. Nope. No,
0: there's no I'm way. doing it.
1: No way. No. Nope.
0: Hopefully, we won't have to. So,
1: if we do, it's gonna
0: suck. It sure is. For real, this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this time. This time. Not this like last time, time. time, it's gonna suck. Yeah. Right, because we so, want to, have right. to make fun um, of
0: In the interest of saving your power, I think maybe we should uh, have this uh, half, barely half an hour. Uh, episode this time And because it's Hol- it's Halloween Because it's Thanksgiving next week We're going to have a, um, a classic episode Replayed Yes instead we're going to do an episode. encore
1: performance And I love your little slip there Around Halloween and Thanksgiving Because <laughs> I know that for you No holiday exists outside of
0: Christmas It's so, true They're all the same I... if it's not Christmas So <laughs> right? I'm totally excited for Christmas <laughs> Crystal knock
1: Thanksgiving It's all, all the, the same, same. Yeah. It's all the same. It's
0: not Christmas.
1: <laughs> right. So and, um, with we'll- that,
0: thank you everybody.
1: Thank and you. And we will see
0: you later. Stay cool, cucumbers. And we, we love, love you. you. Bye. We love-
1: Laptop chargers more.